So what happens when you combine my insane curiosity with some of the world's most interesting people? You end up with incredible conversations full of stories, insights, and the defining moment that made them who they are today. This is The David Spizak Show. Welcome to the David Spizak Show. We are live. I'm live here at NADA in Dallas, and I have the pleasure and honor to be sitting next to Chase Fraser, founding partner for Fraser McCombs. And Chase, first and foremost, thank you for taking the time to join. I know you literally are bombed over the course of these two, two and a half days. So thank you. It's great to be here. I am bombed, but I love NADA. It's so much fun to be here. It's, 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 it's like getting together with old friends. It's, it's phenomenal. It, great conversations, great networking, and uh, great exploration, you know, a discovery. It's just, I love everything about it. So, Chase, if it's okay, can I jump right in? Let's do it. You know, you've now created a number of funds that have allowed not just, you know, you, but more importantly, your dealer partners and your other partners out there in the industry, which are many of them are, are leading organizations within their sector. You've allowed them to be able to have a way of participating Frankly, when we look around here at NADA, we're full of innovation, technology advancements, and the very things that most dealers are walking up and down the hall looking for, you know, you've had the opportunity to be learning so much about technology and then providing access. So first of all, can you tell me when did that start? Yeah, so we're, we're on our third fund. So uh, it's been a 10-year process. 36 million first fund, 87 the second, 150 the third. We're raising our fourth fund right now. So this this calendar year, it'll be 250 million. 80% of our LPs are are automotive entities. So we've got 31 dealer groups as as investors. It's it's a lot of the people you see in this row. It's a lot of these big corporations that really want someone to help them see what's coming around the corner. What what is we're making a lot of money right now as an as an industry generally. But what's next and what kind of tech could potentially disrupt my business? It's got to be interesting, many levels, one of which being that if they're an LP, they're one of those 31 groups, they literally are ahead of the curve. They're not only be able to see the bit around that corner, but they have the ability to be that early adopter. Is that true? Yeah, it's a different kind of investor that wants to do this anyway. They're, they're already making a lot of money. It's usually decent sized groups. They really understand how to operate. And so a CEO or a leader within that organization who's saying, I want to make sure that I don't get, I don't get disrupted. Interesting because they're, they're actually, while they're making that investment, they certainly, you know, look forward to having early access to that tech and learning what's going on the corner, but they're really being preemptive is what you're saying is that these are dealers that know that that change is going to come. It's inevitable. We are going to have cycles. It's never going to change. So it's allowing them to be preemptive. And I'm guessing also they have to have a tremendous uh, interest with and desire, frankly, to participate in all. You see all these acquisitions, all this growth, these companies doing fantastic things. How exciting to be part of it. Yeah. The, the way I talk to dealers about this is you remember when Dealer Track came and saw, and you saw Dealer Track 20 years ago? We'll look at them now. Remember when. Then solutions or any of the myriad of companies that are either in this hall or probably acquired at this point. 
by one of the DMSs or potentially Cox. Let's find those guys early. Let's invest in those guys early. And you, you help build their business anyway. Why don't you invest alongside, be part of that growth, be part of that success story when they actually do get to exit? You know, it's funny you say that because I can't count, I can't even count how many times a dealer says, you know, I helped make that yeah. that solution. I was the seventh customer. I was the tenth customer. They were nothing before me. And it's true. It's true. Well, it's actually true. It's true. Many of those big groups put them on the map. They gave them credibility. It allowed them to go leapfrog from that group to another and another. Do you know how that goes? It gains momentum and it takes on a life of its own. So it's it's got to be cool for them to finally say, yeah, not only am I participating, but I finally get to be part of that thing. Well, what's, what's interesting, the active dealers, they say, hey, bring me stuff and we'll test it. Bring stuff to my store and I'll tell you whether you should invest. And so it helps me make better decisions. There's been a number of times where we've liked a deal. We've gotten to the 11th hour. We're about to fund it. And we're talking big checks, you know, five, $10 million. We didn't do the deal because it didn't work in the dealership. So it, it is it is the ultimate, uh, what you say, I mean, you you, you validate, right? It's the ultimate thing. Yeah. Validation. So, and it's interesting, everybody here, when we create things, you love your baby. It's the most beautiful baby in the world. And the reality is there's some ugly babies. There's some brilliant technology that for whatever reason doesn't resonate. There's others that for whatever reason, it's not adopted because it's not going to get utilized. And so it's it's interesting. So when they get their hands on it through their lens, through their perspective, they're going, that thing's going to work. They're going to tell you to jump on board. And the other big learning is the best tech does not always win at us in automotive. Like we look around this room, there are companies that have been successful. They probably should not have been. They were successful because they had really, really good sales and marketing teams. And they blew it out in NADA. They looked larger than life. There was a lot of buzz around those companies and those companies took off. So it's interesting for me because when I first started doing this, I wanted to chase the best tech. It's not always the case in our space. It's not always the best exit. So it's a great point. I'm going to ask you, when you look at that and you say, okay, one of the things we're going to look for is phenomenal technology, great IP, transformative. On the other side, I need a great team because ultimately you're going to fund the team. You got to believe in the team. What percentage is if there's the waiting between the tech and the leadership team. Yeah, so I tell this story often. When I first got into venture, I was I would I was so enamored with the deals that it was 80% idea, 20% entrepreneur. I'm now kind of jaded. We'll see 640 deals. We saw 640 deals last year. Automotive, mobility deals. And so now I'm 20% um idea 80% team. The team is everything. Ideas are kind of dime a dozen. Yeah. There's a lot of great ideas. The thing that happens is every single one of these startups, they fail two or three times in a, in a, in a cycle. When I say fail, they get right on the precipice of, of being gone. I mean, just literally disappearing. And if you don't have the right team to navigate that, it's a massive problem. I, I remember, you know, with my first product that you go, well, I... I would always tell my partner that we were writing a razor thin line and on one side was extraordinary success and on the other side was complete catastrophe. And you write that line and you have to navigate that. You know, you have to be able to shepherd your team through there and figure out how to overcome those challenges. So that resonates with me a great deal. 
And just to brag on you a bit, I, you dig a little deeper than most of these vendors. You you talk to a lot of dealers, number one. And then and then in your, you're adding all this up in your mind saying, oh, okay, that thing is the niche. That's really your your superpower, honestly. You're very I think you're one of the best in the space at that. So let me let me shift then. We talked about the elf please a little bit. Actually, before I shift, what what do you look for in an LP partner? I mean, if I Inger out there is interested in being an LP. Is it just a matter of writing a check or are you looking for something from them as well as a partner? Yeah, it's funny. We've gotten a little choosy about who we, we bring in. But the money is important, but really we're going to have so many conversations with them. They've got to be a partner. They've got to sit beside us. They've got to be really straight shooters with us. They've, they've got to be flexible. They've got to be creative. It's it's much different now on the fourth fund than it was on the first fund. Like on the first fund, it's like, hey, I'm new. Give me, please, please, please give me your money. And and it's a different, it's a very different place now. And I'm I'm happy that it that it is. So the last question I wanted to ask you. Let's go to the other side. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of very small companies, the startups. They got the ten by ten, twelve by twelve booths so next to the bathroom, the next to the coffee person. You know, they're not here in the, in the, in the highway, the super highway here, but there's some very interesting tech and you can really walk through this floor and to a pretty good idea, have an, have a feeling of whether with the love the likelihood they're going to be successful. Yeah. What do you look for on the tech side in terms of like, you know, do we need a 44th digital retailing solution? Now, no. So, you know, one of the things I, I am always saying to people on that side is, Nobody's interested in any product that's going to provide incremental improvement. True? True. Absolutely. So how do you look at, from the tech perspective, we had 640 deals. So we, we, what are the ones that you think right now are, are moving in the right direction? The things that, that dealers are genuinely going to need? We get together once a week and that, that process is refined every week. And there's just a list of, hey, what do we think's coming next? And that list is seven to nine items long. If it's okay with you, I don't want to share because that's, that is our secret yeah. sauce, but it is, it is such an iterative process. It's at the beginning of the year, we don't just walk around NADA and go, okay, here's what's hot. It's weekly and it changes often because of feedback from our LPs, of feedback from the industry. It's, it's incredibly iterative. And something tells me you guys likely have an incredible discipline to those seven to nine, that secret sauce. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, from a discipline standpoint, 640 deals and we funded six last year. So less than 1%. So we say no a lot and we've got to be, we've got to be fine with doing that. That's great. So, so last but not least, What's next for Fraser McComb? As you, you mentioned, you've got a new fund. It's $250 million. Is that fund opened yet? Yeah, just opened it two weeks ago. And it's 80% of our investors are automotive entities, as I, as I talked about. And that's not going to change. So you have a lot of repeat investors, don't you? Virtually all of them. It's a little unique that it's re-up is the term. Not all of them, but virtually all of them re-up. And if somebody does want to learn more... If they're not an LP, they've never been an LP, but it's something they want to move forward. They want to take some of those winnings that they've had, those, those great profitable years, and they really want to go beyond where they're doing and be part of the future of retail automotive and be able to participate in that. How do they do that? The easiest thing is go to our website, FMCAP, 
fmcap.com and just hit us via email and we will, we'll get back with wonderful. Well, listen, I have long admired what you've done. Obviously, Zach Freed, your partner, what he's done and, and, you know, the way that you guys operate, you have such a tremendous level of respect that you've built in this industry, credibility and, and the way that you handle, you know, your business. And I had the opportunity, obviously, to have some of those conversations. And I tell you, from a technology creator's perspective, um, it's very different uh, from most. It's very different from most. And so I could tell dealers, as somebody who's been a dealer, who works with dealers, who creates tech for dealers, you know, absolutely go to the Fraser McCombs website. And if nothing else, you at least have to take one step forward and learn why is it that some of the leading dealer groups across the country are working with you? Why do why do's nearly a hundred percent re up? There's a you're going to find there's a very good reason, and you'll have an opportunity, I think, to be part of the future of retail automotive. Chase, I can't thank you enough. Knowing how busy you are, to take the time to stop by, and I know you're going to rush off to the next thing and the next thing, and we all got to pace ourselves. So thank you, I appreciate it. So great for to see you soon. Died, thank you. You've been listening to The David Spizak Show. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button and leave a rating wherever you're listening right now. I look forward to having you back in the room where it happens. We'll be right back.